Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Free Guy, a video game-based movie starring Ryan Reynolds doing his Ryan Reynolds thing and all kinds of crazy video game stuff happens. And joining me to talk about it is fellow video game fan Kevin Brackett from the Real Spoilers podcast. We have a great conversation coming up for you. Lots of great puzzle pieces. And we also get into some games that we think were inspirational to the creation of the Free City game within the world of Free Guy. Uh, some fun stuff coming up. So before we get to that, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods. And follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You can also join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And, you know, we're almost to episode 200. Uh, this show just continues to grow, and we had an incredible last week. Lots and lots of new people downloading the show, subscribing to the show. And so to all of you, if you're out there and you're new, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really happy to have you listening, and I hope you check out some of the old episodes. We talk about a lot of movies over the last few years, so check them all out and uh, make sure to share the show with your friends. Let people know what you're thinking. You could always, you know, do the rating and reviewing and the sharing and the subscribing and all that stuff. But you could also just get in touch with me. Let me know what you think of the show. So anyway, let's get into our conversation about Free Guy. All right. So we are going to talk about Free Guy today. And joining me for this one, we're finally getting him on the podcast. We've got Kevin Brackett from Real Spoilers. Kevin, how's it going? Oh, it's so good to be here. I've loved being a part of the discussion in the Facebook group and on Twitter with you. And and finally, we're going to get to uh, face off against a movie here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure that we're going to have plenty of puzzle pieces to get into with this thing. But before we do get to it, it's your first time on the show. Why don't you tell my listeners a little about you and what you do? Sure. Well, my name's Kevin, and I'm based out of St. Louis, and I do a, a weekly podcast called Real Spoilers. We consider ourselves kind of a book club for movies, a really casual conversation about the movie we just watched. Usually, it's the biggest movie of the week, you know, when there were box offices, and you could judge mm. what a big movie would actually be. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we try to pick the newest and the most discussed movie so people will be able to join in and be a part of that conversation but as the title says we spoil it completely so don't listen unless you've seen the movie or you don't care about spoilers but uh again it's like uh it's like when you go see a movie and then you go grab a beer or food with your friends and, and discuss the movie you just watched yeah we have that kind of a, a conversation where it's not we're not trying to be scholarly we're not trying to get real technical it's a group of friends that love movies we've been doing it for eight years now we're on episode 630 three we just recorded so wow. yeah so it's it's fun we have a good time with it and uh we don't take it or ourselves too seriously and uh, we just try to have fun absolutely yeah and it, it's weird like i'm definitely somebody who like when someone spoils something like in the twitter feed or something like that that's a that's a real problem and those people need to be 
publicly shamed and ousted but uh, yeah definitely (laughs) but if if you're if you're listening to a podcast like what are you listening to a a breakdown discussion of a movie for before you've seen it like right watch the movie people yeah i know (laughs) i i'm with you but you know that's the thing some people some people like to know what they're going to see i've never understood that but when you go online i've i've seen people actually say i'll read the wikipedia or i'll watch a spoiler review they actually want to know exactly what to expect and then they go and watch it anticipating everything which i can't even imagine that seems like such a backward concept (laughs) speaking of uh people being uh weird uh, i feel like i'm the weird one here because i did not love free guy Mm. um we'll get to that as we're getting through puzzle pieces and talking about the finer points of this film but uh, i i don't know it just its charms didn't quite work on me this time i do like ryan reynolds and you know, to be clear, this is a Ryan Reynolds movie. He's doing the Ryan Reynolds thing, and it, it has the exact same sense of humor and kind of set up and everything. And I do like that normally, but I don't know. It just didn't quite work on me this time around. But you like this, right? I, I did. And it's interesting that you say that because that's not how I interpreted his character or his performance at all. Uh, I mean, okay. I can't say at all. It is Ryan Reynolds doing what he does best, but this is so much deeper than his regular smart-ass character. This is mm. the charm of Van Wilder and of Deadpool, all the the things that he can say and do in that way that make you laugh, but it's also a much more nuanced performance. We get to see Ryan Reynolds actually act here like he does in films like Buried. Like He's actually mm-hmm. acting in this, and he gets to portray emotion. Uh, there's, some, there's, some, there's some heavy lifting he gets to do due to the the reveal that his character i mean he has this life-changing reveal it starts off as this kind of fish out of water and then he has this self-discovery um yeah. you know and realization and watching him portray that he makes it look easy but if you really break down what he's doing his character is quite complex and i felt every step of the way from his naivete to you know embracing this new world that he has and then uh to being completely let down by wondering if his life has any meaning and then the way he comes back again so that whole cycle for me was really meaningful and brought this movie far beyond just silly uh slapstick or or his uh smart ass humor that he usually does I think that's fair because, yeah, there's definitely more going on with the character than his usual character. So I could definitely see that. One question, and then we'll start getting into some puzzle pieces, but I always ask my guests lately, is this a movie that was like something you were really looking forward to uh, as it finally came out? Obviously, this is a weird time for movies and everything, but we've seen this trailer a million times in the lead up to it. But were you uh, super excited for this? Uh, No, not at all, actually. Um, I'm a a video game fan. I'm a Ryan Reynolds fan. And I'm I'm always up for a a big budget blockbuster type film and hoping that it can do something different and not be the same old thing. And uh, but I don't watch trailers. So I didn't know if you know Mm -hmm. that about me, but I never watch trailers. Uh, The only exception I'll make is like a Batman trailer. I can't stay away from the Batman, mm. you know, because it's Batman. Sure. That's, that's, you know, I'll make little exceptions like that, but unless I'm at a movie theater and I, and I can't look away, I can't look at my phone or something. I really try to avoid them because mm. I don't, I don't like supplemental marketing or supplemental materials to uh, change the way that I view a film. Like I want to be sold on the movie. I don't want to. I don't want to read the book first if I haven't read it already. I don't want to go read the book and then see the movie right. and compare the two. I don't want to have. Uh, I don't want to have these commercials give away the best parts and the reveals. I want to. I want to let the movie speak for itself and work on its own merits. And it's it's just a more enjoyable way for me to experience film, especially as the trailers have gotten worse about revealing things. Yeah, I noticed that it wasn't in the original trailer. I don't think, but I think the newer trailers that they've been showing this past couple of weeks reveal uh, dude uh, Ryan Reynolds like super big muscle bound version of yeah, himself in I, the movie. That's the big reveal. Like, why put that in the trailer? Uh, well, th- the problem is, is that is, if I mean, this is something that we've gotten into a lot of discussion of on your Facebook group. But uh, as movies become more consumable content than films, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the marketing plays more of an impact. There's so much noise to work through, and people have to, yeah. uh, you know, if, if if unless there's some kind of a built-in audience, like the Marvel movies have. The Marvel movies, people in, in let's say in normal times when things are safe to go to theaters, you don't have to really sell a Marvel movie. They put commercials sure. out so you know the 
day it's coming out, but people will show up. But now there's so much stuff and so many different comedies come out and straight to streaming and all this stuff that I think they're trying to break through the noise. And the unfortunate uh, result of that is that you're giving away so many great reveals. And uh, I, I get what they're doing, but they're marketing it more as this content so to speak than mm-hmm. saying here's the filmmaker here's the actors this is the vague story concept and you know that's got you because I, you know it's just hard to to doubt them when look at the box office during a pandemic and free guys making mm-hmm. you know more than the suicide squad open to now i know there's different circumstances with hbo max and all that but still it's impressive box office uh, and i think it made 3.2 million dollars this past tuesday so, no. I mean, a Tuesday during the pandemic, that's word of mouth, and it's working. Well, that sequel's coming, I'm sure. But uh, let, let's start getting to some puzzle pieces here. What do you have for your first puzzle piece for Free Guy? My first puzzle piece, I think, is the most obvious one and my biggest bone of contention with the film, and that is the Lego movie. This mm-hmm. movie is so similar in the way that it starts off and uh, the day, the callbacks of every time he wakes up out of bed I don't understand how or why they replicated the Lego movie so much, but uh, I was just getting a little bit of frustrated with it. It's not, it's not so much the concept of someone going through this mundane life and not understanding what they're a part of. I mean, you could, you could do a lot of different clever things with that, but when he wakes up and then he says good morning to his goldfish and then he goes to put on his same outfit and then he goes to the coffee shop, it's like these are, oh, and then talks to the cat lady. These are the sure. beats from the Lego movie. I mean, have him say hi to a, a, a dog lady or something. You know what I mean? I, I'm just, not that that'd be good. But my point is that how do you replicate the exact daily routine of a story that's also about a guy stuck in a repeated loop that isn't self-aware? Like, I, you know what I mean? It, it was frustrating. Sure. So I see those bones and I love the Lego movie, but it was a little too obvious here. And so that was pretty much my biggest gripe with this film. Yeah, I, I could see that because it is like beat for beat. Like you said, it is exactly the way that the hero of the Lego movie starts off and then, you know, eventually ends up getting, you know, stuck in this big, giant, crazy adventure. And and the loop, yeah, the it, reveal, it, right? Because Wild yeah. Stuff, he's, uh, he sees Jodie Comer's character, Ryan Reynolds does in this movie, and Emmett sees Wild Style for his awakening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he touches the, the thing, but, but still he sees her and has this big revelation and like slow motion, fall in love. I mean, how did no one else see that and go, wait, wait, this is way too close to Lego movie? <laughs> It's just a live action Lego movie, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, we all love Lego movies. So, I mean, I get the the appeal of that and that character and that kind of, uh, you know, attitude that is brought to it with just the whole happy-go-lucky naivety, you know, brought into a craziness situation. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely that piece has to be in this. Uh, I will go with my first piece, which I think also is... A pretty obvious one, and that is The Truman Show uh, with Jim Carrey, of course, and a person coming to this existential crisis of realizing that their whole life has basically been a lie as they have been a part of this thing that isn't regular life. And, of course, in The Truman Show, uh, Jim Carrey's character has been uh, part of a television show his entire life, and he doesn't realize everything is being set up for the reactions for you know, what he is going to provide as a character on that show. Whereas here, uh, our, our character guy is a NPC a non-playable character, uh, in a online video game and coming to grips with that and how that changes his life and his routine and whether that's going to continue to be his life and, you know, everything going forward once he gets through this whole situation. And uh, The Truman Show, a classic. Uh, I think, you know, really with these first two pieces, we're kind of getting to exactly what this movie's mission statement is, which is this guy stuck in this world and realizing what that is and going from there. Now, so to its credit, even though it has similarities to those two other properties, I will say being a fan of video games and and the technology and all the things that implement this film, I think they were very clever with the way that they they modernized this to, to a language that 
that general audiences are going to understand. So you've got mm. you've got this you've got this. Uh, we're going to get into games later, but you have this online yeah. world. It's a MMORPG, a massively online multiplayer game. Uh, there's a ton of those out there, uh, and so people are used to this idea of playing online with friends and multiplayer. And I think I think that that really works well without um, inundating people with the technicalities and the terminology. So they speak a language that you get. Hey, it's a video game. There's servers. This is a video game company that's developing it in the background. Um, but you know, they throw down things like when um, when the Joe Keery character is talking to the Jodie Comer character. They're these indie game developers uh, that uh, we find out that they they ended up so. I can, can I spoil this part of it? Is this like a vague enough or is spoil, it spoil okay. away? Okay, yeah, I just don't want to. You know, but but in the very beginning of the movie, they they show these are these indie developers that five years in the past they created this technology for this beautiful ai game that's more like the sims than a, a fighting than a saints row type mm-hmm. game and uh you're it's more about uh watching this world grow and the characters grow through ai and code so you're not necessarily trying to destroy and kill people it's more of this beautiful exploration of life and how things evolve and uh taiko atiti is this you know generic evil bad guy developer that uh wants to that bought up their game and never released it, but he illegally used the source code that he never gave them licensing for that part of it. And so he's used it in his total destruction game, which is also, I think a very smart commentary on video games today, how everything is, you know, kill and explosions and this, but the way that people interpret it and it's, uh, kind of seen through the eyes of the surrogates, the uh, Ryan Reynolds character, for example, or the Lil Ray Howery character, um, they're acting like it's nothing because it's the status quo for them. It's the norm. We're so used to it and desensitized. And that's not a commentary on video games with guns or bad or anything, but it's just interesting how, you know, we've come a long way from Pong and Pac-Man and now (laughs) it's a lot more normal to fly a helicopter and be shoot a rocket launcher at it in a game than it is to just drive around and, Oh, look at the beautiful countryside and look at my house I've built on this river. Uh, Yeah. Video games are a completely different thing now. They could be so, many things it's it's really clever the way that they did all this so this world that they've built it's it's a deconstruction of video games and society and the way they apply these video game terminologies that people are used to now i really like what they did so it feels familiar but yet clever enough to stand on its own in my opinion sure absolutely so what do you got for your next piece so my next puzzle piece is a well this is kind of a twofer. I don't know if that's a cheat, but I don't think you can really count them separately. So I, okay. I want to say we've got a little bit of Wreck-It Ralph and we've got a little bit of Ralph Breaks the Internet. So sure. I apologize if one or the other was yours, but I didn't really know how to separate the two of them. Um, mm-hmm. Because for the first movie, that's, I mean, this this movie again is even closer than Lego movie as far as the overall concept because Ryan Reynolds is a video game character. Uh, whereas uh, in, in, um, in the Lego movie, we're talking about Legos, some more toys that you play with uh, closer to, well, I won't say anything else because it may be a piece, but uh, you know, in, in uh, Wreck-It Ralph, he's a video game character that realizes that he is the bad guy in a video game. And so I felt mm-hmm. very similar to his awakening and dealing with that and uh, you know dealing with different games and interacting with different things was like uh, Ryan Reynolds interacting with the different players and the different parts of the game. Uh, but then when we go over to Ralph Breaks the Internet, that's where I think you get more of the modern the modern references references like online and downloading things and skins and um, you know all the internet part that's connected as we see as this game connects to the real world. So I thought those games or those uh, movies about games must have been a very big influence on this film. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I think it makes sense to combine them both because they both deal with different aspects of that, you know, gaming world with Wreck-It Ralph being more of, you know, just kind of the old school gaming. And then, like you said, breaks the internet, uh, starts bringing in some of these new ideas that have come into gaming and, and you know, online gaming specifically over over the last decade or so. Um, but yeah, both of those absolutely work as puzzle pieces here and I think need to be a part of this conversation. I think also, um, it, it's kind of interesting, like you said about, uh, Wreck-It Ralph realizing that he's the, uh, villain in a video game. 
Uh, and then Ryan Reynolds here realizing he's this non-playable character in a video game, both of which are not the hero of a video game, which would be the, you know, the initial main obvious direction to go with any kind of game-based movie. Right, exactly. So that's what that's what I was thinking. Like, it's different as far as one being a bad guy, but one being an NPC. But it's basically a, a, a an extra character, one that maybe doesn't have as much purpose as you would hope for, as uh, you see Fix-It Felix is getting all the glory in Wreck-It Ralph, and you see all the human characters are the ones that get all the money. They can afford the fancy new shoes that Ryan Reynolds wants. They can get all the upgraded weapons and outfits and, and vehicles and all that stuff. So I really saw a similarity between the way Ryan Reynolds was feeling kind of down and like, you know, he wanted more from life. And that's what Ralph ultimately wanted. And then on the more complex side, especially with the second film, like you mentioned, you have uh, him dealing with uh, the friendship dynamic with him and Vanellope. And I thought that was very similar between uh, Ryan Reynolds' guy and Jodie Comer's Millie that uh, Mm -hmm. they can't be together, just like Ralph and Vanellope want different things in life and their careers and all that you know as far as their gaming world goes uh these two people uh they're separated by technology and in and real life but it's still a reason why these people who have grown very close and and even felt closer than friends uh they can't be together and ultimately have to accept that and uh do what's best for them absolutely well i'll go on to my next piece which is a a Pretty simple one here, but I'm going to go with John Carpenter's They Live, um, of course, because of the glasses <laughs> that give a Guy the ability to see what his real situation is. Um, the, the world that he lives in in Free City uh, is, you know, all kind of just awesome and beautiful until he puts on those glasses and can see the fact that it is in fact a video game and see all the inner workings of everything that's going on, which is kind of weird because, you know, in They Live, it's like... It's the real world and then all of the hidden messages that are are around him, whereas both versions are a fake video game here in Free Guy. So it's like fake and faker uh, versions of reality, but still it's kind of the same uh, thing of using glasses to be able to see that. Yeah, that's great. I honestly hadn't even thought of they live I, that's a such a great thing with putting on the glasses with me i thought immediately of google glass or other augmented reality type of headsets because sure. that's what they're doing but the fact that it's sunglasses brilliant it's it's that's a great one that just goes to show that we're almost there for like real life they live oh my so. gosh they do oh well, yeah that's scary <laughs> i was gonna say for, for augmented reality i've seen the videos where yeah. uh they there was a video and i think it was I can't remember. I don't really know where the country was. It looked like it was in Japan or one of those really high-tech cities that always has the technology before we do. And they put on the glasses, and there were these ridiculous-looking augmented flashing lights and things everywhere. It looked like a nightmare. Like, if that's the future, (laughs) it's like we need to reboot or something because when it gets to that point where we have to look at, like, it's like uh, in the fake move in movies when they do the fake commercials and everything's an ad and it's so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know, if that technology comes out companies can be buying up an ad above your refrigerator and above you know above this island aren't they putting ads in outer space now wasn't that a thing like a few weeks ago <sighs> they're putting ads ever well yeah because they said that uh, space is like unregulated they were going to try to put um spell out something with satellites i can't remember how they were going to do it but because no one like technically owned it they were going to start doing ads up in space <laughs> I, I feel like, like you know, the the dog, like this is fine with everything on fire. That's that's what life feels like every day. Every every single thing that we talk about here. I, but I feel like know. the prophet Mike Judge with Idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> <Could> you, too. <laughs> when when that movie first came out, I did not like it. I just, I it just wasn't for me. It seemed really stupid. And if you watch it today, mm-hmm. it holds up so much better uh, as you've one grown up and gotten older, and two, you see the state of the world. You're like, oh, oh, wow. They have big ass chicken at the uh, the gas station by <laughs> my work, and I mean, come on, like, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you got for your next piece? So this is my last puzzle piece, and uh, okay. and this is one that I picked because of I think it was with with going into a game and living in that world. I think a lot of movies because this is, is a puzzle piece that have this concept, uh, so it may seem really obvious. But Ready Player One. Uh, mm-hmm. th- this this one doesn't have, of course, as much IP. The whole story of Ready Player One has IP. Like in my mind, 
Ready Player One handles it the way it should because it's based on this kid that loves all these different properties and that's the way the book's written and so the movie adapts it. Now, we've seen what a movie can do wrong with blasting you with IP. Uh, the movie's called Space mm-hmm. Jam, A New Legacy and uh, I guess we can think can thank Algae Rhythm for uh, yeah. exploding that film with all the WBIP. But uh, that movie, I think, handles it very well as does this one. I think they really, they handle from a realistic perspective where uh, Ready Player One's a futuristic type look, like you're in this VR headset and you've got this haptic feedback fest. And it's not that that stuff doesn't exist on a primitive level, but in that movie, it's so far advanced that you, you feel like you're there. You really do interact with things and everything touches you touch has a feeling, all that. Um, but in this movie... I really liked how uh, it was believable that people could be on a computer and whether or not they use a VR headset, um, the movie presents what the player is seeing. And whenever you're looking at a a real world character and their computer screen, there's a CG representation of the characters. So Ryan Reynolds looks like a video game character. And and, um, Channing Tatum, who was a surprise uh, that was even in this movie, I had no idea. Um, He's an avatar that one of the, the human players... Uh, is playing as and and uh he looks like a cg character so it's a very good cg character but i like the way that the way basically the way the movie presents it is that people are playing this cg video game with these believable graphics and so you don't ever go like oh that could never happen because you're seeing it from the perspective of guy and they make it look live action for us because we're just kind of seeing it in that point of view but i like how Mm -hmm. they also uh pull the camera back and you see oh okay this is a cg video game and uh all this stuff isn't like hyper realistic it's like in 2021 you could be playing this game i do like that i i got to agree i do like that how it's um you know a real movie when you're seeing it from guy's point of view but it is computer characters that are still you know graphics are great nowadays it's it's amazing what they can do but it's still not quite real life and i like that they they um you know, add that little touch there to make it seem a little more realistic. Where I've got to uh, a little bit diverge here and disagree is with this being that much different in uh, execution than Space Jam and <laughs> Legacy. Oh. I do think it's not really a puzzle piece because obviously it came out last week or like two weeks ago or something. But uh, I think Space Jam and New Legacy, there's a pretty thin line between the way. Uh, free guy handles its ip referencing i mean some of these moments with uh you know the the marvel stuff and the lightsabers so you're talking I mean, about the owned moments that 90 percent through the movie they employed not every five seconds like space jam did. right it, that's l- how I- yeah space jam <laughs> space jam's worse space jam is is a, a travesty of 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 cinema but uh don't get me wrong, Free Guy, we talked a little bit at the beginning that it's making quite a bit of money, at least in pandemic terms, and Ryan Reynolds has already said Disney wants a sequel. Free Guy 2 is going to be wall-to-wall references. I, I just can already <laughs> feel it. I mean, they've, they've, they've uncorked the bottle, and it's going to be Disney's version of that. Well, what I'm hoping, and I want to get back to that in a second, but what I'm hoping, since you mentioned it, Free Guy 2 should be like Ralph Breaks the Internet. It should be video game jumping, right? So uh, he mm-hmm. is, uh, again, can I spoil the ending or no? I just, we do it on our yes, show. Yes, don't. They don't care. Please okay. do. So, um, yeah. so at the end of the movie, I mean, you could predict, it everyone's happily ever after they don't end on a bummer ending so he gets to go to this paradise and everything's great it's not the destruction of free city that's this big crazy game that that he's been living in and uh i think the second movie will be like a ralph breaks the internet where he is able to travel through the internet two different games and that's where you're going to get the different ips it will be him actually in Fortnite instead of a Fortnite reference in the movie it's going to be him in um grand theft auto and uh you know all those other uh, you know ones that i can't think of but all the other online whatever's popular who knows in a few years what that will be uh league of legends yeah. warcraft whatever the kids are playing these days uh, those are probably dated sure. references but uh, <laughs> probably i wouldn't know right? <laughs> so uh i i think that's what it'll be but i have to disagree with your disagreement david i i get what you're saying that that there are parts where it's like, yeah, we only that's, that's totally obvious, but I don't get the fine line argument. And there's people out there saying that it's just such a commercial cash grab corporate, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but 
this is a two-hour movie, and they did not load it with their IP. This is a completely unique... I mean, not saying the premise of A Free City is unique, but but uh, the names of things and the weapons and the, what, and the cars and things that are creative, like, they're not just pumping in their Disney IP at every moment, and by the time you get to an hour and 40-ish minutes into the movie at the big climax, yeah, they unload a few different IP things that they own <laughs> and have the rights to, but to me, it paid off because they did didn't do it the whole time and it had been earned yeah. at that point the movie was fun enough and unique enough to where i didn't expect it because the whole movie the power-ups the the vehicles the levels none of them were from anything and so my mind was already like okay this is just free city they're doing their thing and boom they hit you with that cameo and the weapons and, and you know and the Fortnite uh pickaxe and it's you know uh there's the portal gun from uh portal there's the and the gravity gun from half-life uh uh, Hulk smash hand and a uh, cap shield. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they unload it, but that's like a minute of a two hour movie. And so to me, I just, I don't get how people can sum up an entire film based on one minute. It, to me, it's like this. I'll be unpopular for this, David, but it's it's mm-hmm. like saying Spider-Man 3 sucks because Peter Parker does a stupid dance. That's a minute right. of the entire <laughs> film. Come on, I hate that. I hate that legacy of films that uh, people totally dismiss because of one moment, and I, I think that's unfair in this case. I Yeah, I, I think that's that's a fair rebuttal there, and I... I just hope that that you're right and they're not going to uh, lean into it too much because we know the sequel's coming and we know, uh, you know, Disney is fairly shameless and, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I hope you're right, though, and that they, they didn't go too far, I guess, with, with the overall runtime. It's just more so in the ending where they start whacking you with all of the, uh, the references well, to actual IP. And may I add one more point to this? Uh, this mm-hmm. is one that I was talking with someone about uh, just a few days ago. If the movie had hinged, if the climax had hinged on him using all this uh, Disney Deus Ex Machina, I think it would be a poor ending. It's not the final moment. He doesn't win using it. It's one funny moment comprised of a, mm-hmm. of a bunch of different Easter eggs. But at the end of the day, Guy wins in a unique way where he outsmarts dude. He puts the glasses on mm-hmm. him and lets him realize the world he's just been born into that he, that a Guy has only recently discovered. And he he outsmarts the bad guy. If it was like, oh my God, how's he ever going to win against dude? And he pulls out Iron Man's blaster and blasts a hole through his chest. It would be like, okay, that's dumb. But I, I consider that just another moment of the movie. It was fun, and then it wasn't even uh, what it hinged on. So I think it makes a difference. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'll go with my last piece then, uh, and that is a movie that I think does get references of video games perfectly, and that's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Probably the best uh, video game adjacent movie that we'll ever see in our lifetimes. Um, but yeah, lots of little inside references to things within the worlds of gaming and uh, as well as other areas of entertainment. But um, does it all in, in a really exciting stylized way that mimics what video games are like while at the same time being cinematic, being comic booky, being all of those things combined and uh, is an absolute classic, I think, because it embraces all those things so well. Yeah, I, I think that movie is brilliant. Uh, I am on record as saying that it has the greatest transitions of all in all of cinema. They're phenomenal. So good. They're seamless. The way he moves from scene to scene is incredible. Uh, I think it's a visual marvel. It's hilarious. It's got great action. The cast is top-notch. That is a phenomenal film. I actually had it, on my list at one point but i wasn't sure because it's a comic book movie i know it has like one-ups and little video game things because the comic is embracing video game culture but it's it's based on just a graphic novel that they later turned into a video game so i wasn't sure like the technicality of it but i totally understand the video game references part of it so that's the show we're in agreement as far as like in my head i'm like scott pilgrim i love that movie but does it work yeah (laughs) yeah i i I think we could uh we could keep it in there but uh so For everyone listening, we decided ahead of time to kind of keep our puzzle pieces brief so we could kind of add in a little bonus conversation here and talk about some of the video games we think were inspirations for 
uh, Free City itself and the overall movie Free Guys. So um, rather than the back and forth structure, just kind of list off some some games that you think uh, may have been you know inspirational in coming up with the game within the movie as well as the movie itself. Sure. So I think uh, with me going first, it's a little unfair because the most obvious one is Grand Theft Auto Online. The, sure, this, absolutely. This game is... Free City is a Grand Theft Auto clone, and specifically the online portion. Yeah, you kill someone and dollar bills drop above them. You, they're flying helicopters. They're racing cars. By the way, the the CG and the action sequences of this movie is phenomenal. When they zoom the camera around the car and Channing Tatum's driving it and the rocket launcher and all that, I thought that it looked really good. The physics were very realistic feeling for for that type of thing. And because it exists in a video game world, you don't get such an uncanny valley type thing because you go, oh, they're in a video game, right? So you're not like, if you do it in a a live action, you know, supposed to be set in the real world movie, sometimes that stuff's a little jarring, but this CG is so good and anything that might've looked video game me well it's what you're watching so um i mm-hmm. really like the way that they recreated those action sequences and the chaos going around but those helicopters the cars the rocket launchers the safe houses the stash house that he goes to those are all parts of grand theft auto online and so i think that's the most popular it's been like i don't know that game was around in ps3 and now is around still in ps5 so you're talking about a game that's been around for like a decade and and is still making a ton of money People love those games, man. They do. They're fun. I just, it, you know, I'll play them a little bit and then be like, okay, I think I've kind of done. I, I can't do the repetitiveness as much. So um, I can't either. Yeah. I've never really been too much into it. But they do a good job. Um, other than that, I, you know, Saints Row is another one, which is kind of a Grand Theft Auto clone, I guess you would say. But sure. uh, the, the, I guess the humor of it. So, of course, with Ryan Reynolds and just some of the comedic things that go on in the film it reminded me more of the tone of saints row, which has still all the mm-hmm. chaos of grand theft auto. And then the Sims and the Sims, sure. the Sims, not only because you're controlling characters, but more specifically for the indie game that Millie and keys create. I think that, like I mentioned earlier is more of the game they wanted where you're controlling a character in this world, but you're not trying to kill anyone. Like the Sims doesn't have people fighting or violence. You're just trying to craft this, make the best house you can or the best life, the best society. And uh, some of the things they did in it really reminded me of that Sims ecosystem. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had Grand Theft Auto and The Sims on my list as well. Uh, Other ones that I, I thought of, uh, I thought of Fortnite, which I I could be like completely wrong in what uh, a lot of these because there's all these cameos from uh, the Twitch live streamers and all that. In my old person mind, who doesn't really play video games anymore that much and doesn't uh, watch Twitch streams, I feel like they're all watching Fortnite. Maybe that's completely I wrong. Think that, I, I think that's I the most know. streamed game, and a lot of those players, Is a it? lot of those YouTubers you see. Uh, which I thought was a really smart decision because my audience had huge audible reactions to each of those. And you could tell who was whose favorite streamer because Ninja comes up and someone goes, oh yeah. And then Pokimane comes up and they're like, <laughs> Pokey! And like, like they got, different oh people got God. excited. But seriously, that's the world we live in where you have more kids today watching these streamers than are seeking out films. I, You know, it's something that yeah. I know hurts our old ears to hear. But those are the celebrities, right? To us, Ryan Reynolds is the star of the movie. But Dan TDM and Ninja and Pokimane and Jacksepticeye those are their celebrities uh you know uh, that's why being an influencer is such a a big deal on the internet because these people have more followers and make more money than people do for being in blockbuster movies so uh, i thought it was smart though because it felt like the the writers and the creators of this film had their finger on the pulse of modern gaming and you know a lot of times it's like when you see the internet or computers in a movie and you know anything about computers and you're like that's not how that works uh, right. This game, on the other hand, like we mentioned earlier with the the Grand Theft Auto and how these online games work and uh, getting modern gamers and Twitch streamers, like it felt like a real a real thing that like it could have been a real game uh, that that basically is a real game under a different name. So I really liked those touches. And uh, uh, but to your point though, with uh, Fortnite Battle Royale is like all the people, a hundred people drop on the map and they're trying to kill each other. And this game didn't seem like it had that dynamic. This was more of the Grand Theft Auto, just, uh, you know, rob banks, 
drive cars, kill each other, and then you respawn whenever you're done. So I don't think yeah. I don't think Fortnite fit as much with this dynamic um, because it's so close to a Grand Theft Auto style. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the other one that I, I guess would be to the gameplay, and, and I've only, like I said, I haven't played these multiplayer online games or anything like that, even Grand Theft Auto Online, so I don't know if they're as action-packed as movies uh, make them seem. I, another puzzle piece I was even thinking of was last year's boss level, uh, you know, just for that just over-the-top insane action that they're kind of showcasing. One game that does feel like that, though, I don't know if you remember Sunset Overdrive on Xbox yeah, One. It yeah. was like, I think it was a launch game. It was um, the first game I got on Xbox, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That game was actually really awesome. And that's like the the most, I think, over-the-top action-packed game I think I've maybe ever played. Like, it actually feels like as insane as what they're kind of showing the action to be in these movies. Yeah, that's a good pull for sure. I had, I'd kind of forgotten about that. But yeah, I, I think that's a really good one. I love that cell shaded animation. I mean, even though this movie oh, yeah. doesn't use that animation, but I'm a sucker for that. I used to play Jet Grind Radio uh, or, or oh, AKA yeah. Jet Set Radio. Uh, I love Borderlands. And that, that cell shaded animation is awesome. And, uh, so cool. and especially when you have a lot going on, like it, it started off as a technology that was cool looking, but very simple in games. And now they sell shade a really complex game. So there's a lot going on. So even though it's more of a basic graphic, it's more of an art style, but not a limitation. So there can still be tons going on on the screen and the way they use it. There's a, uh, there's a really good uh, Transformers game that's cell shaded too. And I can't remember the name of it, but there's like really bad ones and there's this really good one. And uh, they did that. And then a Ninja Turtles game, this is probably going back five years ago, but there was a really cool Ninja Turtles uh, and these are story driven. So you don't have to do multiplayer. You can just do your, your single player mode. And uh, yeah. So if you like the cell shaded stuff, I like story mode, yeah they're, i'll find them for you oh, but yeah. the transformers and turtles but i love that sunset overdrive that's one i've been meaning to replay too oh yeah absolutely uh the, the only other one i was going to mention is the uh the game engine that was stolen and used as kind of the backbone for free city uh reminded me a little of spore uh which was like a big deal when it first came out and it was like creating life and going forward from that and it's kind of like a non-game game Mm. i i forget who made that i want to say it was like maybe one of the creators of the sims or something like that one of those like famous you know incredible game designer guys you know (laughs) yeah it's uh oh okay now i'm looking it up here it's uh that was ea so everyone's favorite bad guy that's the the villain of video games right now but uh uh, oh yeah maxis that's the sims right yes there you go so it was the sims guy yeah and it was supposed to be like creating all of life basically and you know but without any of the action or excitement just uh beautiful now now that you <laughs> so. now that you mentioned that their game does sound a lot like that doesn't it the one they were yeah, trying to yeah. create in the beginning <laughs> could have been something but of course taika uh, with td had to come in and right? steal it it's and ruin it darn so. taika with td yeah well i will go ahead and do the finished puzzle here i'll just mention the uh movies we talked about here on the finished puzzle but uh we talked about the lego movie the truman show wreck it ralph and its sequel ralph breaks the internet they live ready player one i squeezed in space jam a new legacy in there sorry everybody uh and scott pilgrim versus the world uh and then we talked about a bunch of video games as well um are there any other thoughts that you wanted to get to that we didn't quite get to while going through the puzzle pieces i think overall if you haven't seen this movie yet and i know we've spoiled it a lot but it is a it is a big action popcorn movie i think this is the perfect summer blockbuster it's accessible it's on the level i'll compare it even though these are two different genres it's kind of like moneyball how if you don't like baseball you can still really thoroughly enjoy moneyball it's not about the baseball that's the vehicle to tell this story and uh, introduce you to these characters and get you to care about them so this movie even if you're not a gamer it will appeal to wide audiences it's a funny movie it's a feel-good movie the action looks great ryan Reynolds is charismatic but also has a a a deeper performance like we talked about uh jody comer is awesome i i think that she's really one that uh people are gonna be watching out for here um she's got that new movie what, what's the ridley scott movie uh uh the last duel last she, duel there she you plays go. the protagonist like the main character in that movie uh that has a, a bunch of other great actors in it so i definitely look forward to what she has to offer i thought she was great in this movie um 
the, I know that we're kind of summarizing, but I didn't like Taika Waititi that much in this role. Am I alone there? Thank you. I it's okay. such a one note like Saturday Night Live sketch, like a bad one, you know. Like I just yeah, I do not like him in this. And I love Taika Waititi, so that's the thing where it uh-huh. hurt, it pains me to say uh, the guy went for it. Like he really was hamming it up as this as this character, and it just it didn't work for me. But all that aside, I think uh, the the comedy's great. The heartfelt message and story was really good. Uh, it's 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 a really fun movie and one of the best times I've had at the theater all summer. So check it out. Awesome. Yeah, and I'll just give a shout out to Lil Ray Howery because uh, I thought he was kind of the best part of the movie. I, I so. think I had tears in my eyes when he had that moment with with uh, Guy because, you know, in these movies, you don't always expect the heartfelt moments to be that touching. And their bromance, mm-hmm. their friendship between those two characters, he and Ryan Reynolds play, uh, it is so touching. And I think one of the most poignant movies, again, in a lot in the films I've seen lately, where uh, we we deal with this issue of what's real and what's not right. So it's like people watch sports games on TV all weekend. Right. And if you're a sports person, that's fine. You like it. Right. But at the end of the day, that's just a game. You're not playing it. What are you getting out of that? It's just a game you're watching, but the friendships that you bond over and the, the experiences and, and uh, the trips to the ballpark or the, the parties you have at your house, you know, right. There's always stuff to be said about things like that. Same with gaming. And this game shows all these esports competitive players uh, like the ninjas and, and the other people we talked about. So they're playing a game, but they're also reaching millions of people and encouraging them in positive ways and all that. So when he has that discussion and he's coming with his existential crisis to Lil Ray Howery and he says, none of this is real. Do you understand? Like we're just in a game, whatever. And uh, the character buddy says back to him something like, well, I'm sitting here trying to help my best friend. What's not real about that. That's such a touching moment. And so true. Um, What one person may not consider or realize is real. Um, it, it, it could be something that is is touching lives and changing them in ways you're not thinking about. And so I really liked that. And I think that applies to whether you're doing a podcast, whether you're making a, a film, whether you're, you know, whatever, playing these games, just because you're not making money or just because you don't maybe exist in the way that you would like for people to see you or the success level you'd want to, it doesn't mean what you're doing is not worthwhile and is not quote unquote real. You're still... Uh, contributing, whether it's art, whether it's to knowledge, whatever. So I, I took a lot of really deep meaning in that moment, and I thought it was beautifully executed. Yeah, well, well put. And I absolutely agree with everything you're saying there. I love making this podcast, and I love talking to people. And, you know, it it it's if that's all it is, that's all it is, it's great for that. Yeah, it's so, real. and same, same for these characters. So, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's a great uh, place to wrap this thing up. Um, Kevin, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Oh, yes, The Green Knight. Finally saw it. Nice. Uh, I saw The Green Knight on the big screen, and I, I thought it was phenomenal. I haven't stopped thinking about it. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful film, a great looking film, and such a deep film. Uh, you know, talking about this knight going on his journey and all the uh, tests. And I think that there's a lot to say about the way that we're tested. And uh, even though we're not knights and aren't bound to the same codes of honor, there are still tests that we go through all the time. And uh, uh, and just because you fail certain tests doesn't mean that you're a complete failure. And 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 uh, redemption. So many things that it speaks on. Um, it is so good it's now available on vod so if you can't make it to the theater if you don't feel safe or whatever the case is um i enjoyed it on the big screen but i also think it's a film that see it however you can just make sure you check it out and uh, it will stick with you the longer that you think about it because they're doing a lot of things in the david lowry the director is doing a lot of things in the back you know that you're maybe taking it face value and then you think about it and you're like oh wait a minute wow that's deep he was on a whole different level uh so oh, that yeah. one, and then and then yeah. of course, Pig with Nicolas Cage. I caught that, and um, great. It is such an emotional, personal story that you you know people love animals and all that stuff, uh, but this goes so beyond just a, a regular. Uh, animal friendship and uh, the way that they get you to care about these characters and uh, evaluate your life and your relationships. It is beautiful. It is, it is phenomenal. So check those out for sure. 
Great recommendations right there. Both fantastic films. Uh, Kevin, this was great. Thank you so much for doing the show. And uh, why don't you tell people again where they can find you and your podcast? Thanks so much, David. I really appreciate uh, being able to speak with you. It's always a pleasure interacting, like I said before. And I hope we can do it again. And uh, you can follow me yeah. online at Kevin R. Brackett, Brackett with two T's on Twitter. And you can follow the show at Real Spoilers, R-E-E-L, Spoilers, and Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Uh, also, if you do end up listening to the show, I mean, I know it's kind of, you're probably not going to just join a discussion group if you don't even listen to the show. But if you give us a chance, which I hope you will, you can join our uh, Real Spoilers League of Show Sharers. And that is where we encourage people to share and discuss our episodes and where they become a part of the conversation uh, with the movie of the week. Am I not in that group? Oh, I don't know. You better check. If not, love to have you there. I don't think I'm in that group. I'm going to join that group as soon as we finish recording awesome. this. Well, we'll be happy to have you. It's, you know, it's again, it's it's a fun place where people can post their own things, very similar to what you guys do. But uh, every week we post sure. a weekly episode and then people can say, I'm with Kevin or I'm with Tom or I disagree or this guy doesn't know what he's talking, you know, just a, a very civil discussions. But uh, yeah. Just, Perfect. just be careful about who else you invite from the group. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I understand. Just kidding. We love everyone. Comic book stores, sports card shops, the exciting atmospheres of being a geek kid in the nineties. I'm Micah, a thirty-six-year-old girl dad, hubby, and geek. And on the Tavern Geek Podcast, my friends and I ramble on about geek culture and NBA basketball while enjoying crafted adult beverages. So, kick back and enjoy us, the Tavern Geeks. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Free Guy. Thanks to Kevin Brackett for joining me on that one. Make sure to check out Real Spoilers. And uh, everybody listening, thank you so much for being there. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing here on the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at PiecingPod on the social networks or join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods. Lots of ways to get in touch. Uh, if you're ever interested in joining me for an episode, I'm always looking for new guests. So, hey. Get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. And, of course, make sure you're subscribed. Lots of piecing it together on the way. So get subscribed, and you'll find out about them as soon as they go up. So let's finish this thing with a piece of music like I always do. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my library music tracks. I haven't played one of those here on the show in a while. These are just the pieces of music that I have out there available for licensing for, like, commercials and games and movies and things like that. This is a track called Blur, which is very video gamey. Feels like a racing game or something. So I thought it'd be a good fit to close this free guy episode out. So this is Blur. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more piecing it together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.